Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, my friends. So as I teed up earlier on the first day in office, well, there's already been some interesting things going on with the new president, but uh, 17 different executive orders, uh, apparently on the first day, a lot of policy changes and things that are going to come in the few months uh, as things are going to roll out. And how might some of these issues affect uh, your clients and just how you go about doing things and what we might be thinking about from a you know, planning standpoint, whether it's positive or negative. So let's talk about a few of these and get your take on some of it. Uh, the first one was an executive order to extend a federal moratorium on the evictions. It also prolongs a moratorium on foreclosures on federally granted mor- or guaranteed excuse me, mortgages. These moratoriums run through at least the end of March. So kind of continuing on with that theme we had in 2020 where you can't kick somebody out because they're not paying their rent. Right. And, um, you know, I believe that people need shelter. So, you know, these are difficult times and lost their job and, you know, due to COVID and or all the stuff that's going on. Yes. Right. But there's probably a little bit better way to do it. Maybe instead of because let's say you're renting and the person that you're renting from has a mortgage on the apartment complex that you have, right? And if it's not a federally guaranteed mortgage, then they're not getting a moratorium on their payment, so they still have to, the land store still has to make the payment, so they're taking it in, in the shorts. And if that person is, let's say it's an investment property or something like that, then it's impacting them a lot, and they might, be able, might not be able to make their bills. So there's probably some better ways to do it as opposed to maybe some rental assistance, that way that people can still pay their rent and that can still pay the landlord and the landlord can still pay off that mortgage so that we don't end up with a banking crisis. That's what you don't want to have. Right. Because let's say that, you know, March comes, the people get evicted, the person that has the building can't make the payments, now that gets foreclosed on, and so now the bank has this asset and it just, you know, could perpetuate. So there's some better ways to do it, but the government's not very efficient in helping out, so easy ways to say, hey, you can't kick anyone out and deal with the complications right. after that. Yeah, we, we tend to make these, you know, somewhat knee-jerk reactions to some of these things, and then, you know, oh, we'll figure it out later, and that's going to be kind of the final wrap-up to this, you know, segment here in just a minute. But let me go through a few more of these. An executive order, Eric, to continue the pause on student loan interest and principal payments through September now of 2021. So again, if you know if you've got a student loan payment and you know you've got a job, that's going to help. If you don't got a job, it's really going to help. Right, and so but it's going to still compound, and so you're still going to have that payment down the road. And what happens is when people don't have to make that payment, they get kind of used to that, and all of a sudden September comes along and say, "Oh heck, remember that you know three four hundred dollars you're paying every month? Well, guess what? You got to start that up again." So it might lead to more defaults, um, you know, things like that. So, again, assistance as opposed to just wiping it away. But, you know, it can help. I mean, the people that are paying their student loans, 
diligently are going to be better off because they're going to have six more months under or nine more months under their belt paid off towards that as opposed to people that don't do it. Okay. Uh, moving right along here with these executive orders, the pipeline has been, uh, the permit for that has been an executive order to revoke that. That's also caused some interesting conversations with some other countries that would have transported 830,000 barrels of oil per day, by the way, from Alberta, Canada to the different refineries in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, some are bringing up the conversation that this could bring back the increase in gas prices that we were seeing you know, just a few years back. What's your take here? Well, I think that what's going to do is going to add to the cost of moving that oil. We're not going to not use the oil. We still need the oil. So it's going to, it's going to come a different way. It's going to come via rail um, on a train or it's going to come via truck, which is, you know, if you think about that they're trying to do this from an environmental standpoint, Having trucks transport all that oil, it's a lot more a stress to the environment than what the pipeline would do. The pipeline, what they're worried about, of course, is if there's a, a break in it's pumping out you know, this crude oil in these uh, you know, pristine federal lands, right? Right, these, right? These forests or prairies or what have you. But it was going to create a lot of jobs. Um, it was going to give actually some Native American lands they're going through some, uh, I think they were going to get some uh, spiffs on the money too. You know, it was going to be a lot of money for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Canada's kind of upset with us. And so, what I've been reading is that it also is going to bolster a pipeline that the Canadian government owns because the money because the oil is going to have to go out of that one. So I understand you know that you want to make a lot of changes when you first come into office, but things just kind of they were political to my opinion, and this is one of them. We got the cost of oil down. People it helps spur the economy. Uh, every time people don't have to pay you know an arm and a leg to fill up. Uh, it's very helpful, and Canada is a great trading partner for us. So I'm not sure why you just wouldn't keep that, but yeah, this one's a, this one's a bit of a challenging one, I think, for a lot of folks because we have seen these lower gas prices now for several years, and there's a huge impact to that because you know, granted, we didn't travel as much. Obviously, we weren't driving as much through a lot of last year, but you know, a lot of people are still going to work and so on and so forth, and and all of this is kind of kind of combined in this final kind of thought here in just a second, but. Where do we go with all this information? So, for example, we could see prices go up in gas. There's a real good chance of that. Now you're talking about another $2 trillion COVID stimulus. There's indicated plans for that, which, granted, there's a lot of people that need the help. But at the same time, I guess part of my wonder is if we keep paying people to stay at home, how are we going to pay the bills when they come due? This, I guess that's the real catch-22, is it? Well, absolutely. Um, the bills are going to come due, and the people that are working and are earning are the ones that are going to bear the burden of it. Also, people like working; they like having an identity. Well, I'm saying most. Well, people I was going to say, say right now, people. Some people are making more off of unemployment, staying home, than they would to go back to work. True. So it becomes True. very so challenging. Be yeah. Difficult to convince them. Okay, hey, now you got for you know you got to go back, and well, I could sit on the couch and watch TV all day, and I made more money. I mean, path of least resistance is always the one that most people will take, and fortunately, they. They're making it very attractive, yes. And the bill's going to come due. So, you know, if you have money saved in a 401k, if you have money saved in IRAs, if you have a pension, you have all that stuff, when you reach retirement, all they got to do is ratchet up the tax rates a little bit, and you're paying out more and more to cover these things. So this is why it's important to understand how your taxes work in retirement, what you can control, how can you convert things now, how can you get it into tax-free, how can you lower your tax bill. There's a lot of indicators that this is going to – uh, change the uh, the economy that we were seeing prior to COVID. Another indication is to reinstate a lot of the regulations on the oil and gas industries, kind of back to the pipeline deal that had been put in place, uh, that had been rolled back, and more regulation under for a lot of folks, or at least a lot of uh, pundits, I suppose, out there, Eric, means 
more red tape, which then, of course, mean, leads to less productivity, so on and so forth. So yet another indicator that we could be talking about inflation or raising taxes, just a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime they want to do something, anytime they give money away, it's got to come from somewhere. And it usually comes from the shareholders, if you will, which are the taxpayers. Right. So if they do a lot of stuff and, and aid and all this kind of stuff, then they're going to do that. As far as rollbacks for the um, the oil and gas industry, you know, if they have more regulation, those types of things, it leads to higher production costs, which leads to higher fuel costs. And that's, you know, it's going to add – people think I'm just filling up. It impacts my, my budget personally. But everything that you ever buy is transported some way, somehow. And so if those get more expensive, if those transportation costs – Companies just put that into the price of things. So that's also where you feel it through that inflationary, you know, things costing more tomorrow than they do right. today. So. Now, that's a great point. Yeah, because we, we get lost in that sometimes. I think we feel like we look at the individual. And, yes, we want to try to do some things, you know, when it comes to getting off of our dependency for this stuff. But I think gradual has got to be the case. And, yeah, it's been going on for way too long. But it, it's the same thing with the $15 an hour. There's an indication for doing that, too, Eric, to bump that up to uh, nationwide. And that all sounds well and good, but all the price of goods and everything will tend, then go up, which then makes the $15 an hour no longer sustainable for you know the quality of life that people are kind of arguing for now. It seems like a real vicious cycle. It does. And so when they ra- if they raise that up, here's what's going to happen, is that most of those um, minimum wage jobs are in things that are kind of service-oriented and things that are, I don't want to say low-skill, but they're, they, they could be handled, actually, by technology. They could be automated, yeah. So think about this right now. When you go to the grocery store, they've taken out usually, you know, 25% of the aisles and they've installed what? Automated scanners. Right. Right? And you can scan your own groceries and do it yourself, right? McDonald's is doing this too where they had kiosks, you know, so you walk up and you just interact with the screen and then order your meal and don't have to interact with anyone. And what they found in using that actually, people order 25% more. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So from there a wasn't standpoint, the, yeah. the judgment of the other person sitting on the other side, if you say, I want the supersized, <laughs> right. right? I want more fries. You I get want a four tray. burgers and they look at you funny, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. All they do is just hand you a bag, right? Yeah. So um, they may go say, you know what? It's just because with the minimum wage and all the taxes we have to pay and unemployment taxes and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's not just the $15 it cost an employee. There's a whole bunch of other costs that go in when you hire somebody. So that's not worth it to us because also this person can call in sick. They need benefits, all this kind of stuff. We can just have a computer do it, right? Right. So I think what it does, it takes away those entry-level jobs. And so then people then have more unemployment among the low-skilled workers. So We're in a very slippery slope. Right now, right. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that could be changing here, and of course, you know, being smacked. This was this was all kind of coming prior to the pandemic, and it feels as though uh, that's just exacerbated that situation. So, how, what do we do? Right, we have to plan for ourselves. We have to get a you know something going, especially if we're nearing retirement. Right, and so that's why it's most important to get great information. That's why we have you know the classes that we teach. We also have the Retirement Readiness Review. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready.
Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.